You're listening to To Dine for the Podcast, the Shot Put Media production, presented by MasterCard. Start something priceless. What's better in life than a bottle of wine, great food, and an amazing conversation? My name is Kate Sullivan, and I am the host of To Dine For. I'm a journalist, a foodie, a traveler with an appetite for the stories of people who are hungry for more. Dreamers, visionaries, artists, those who hustle hard in the direction they love. I travel with them to their favorite restaurant to hear how they did it. This show is a toast to them and their American dream. To Dine For the Podcast is brought to you by Terlato Wine Group. American National Insurance, and Spiritless. Grilling season is here, and you may be looking for the perfect wine pairing for your delicious summer cooking. The Federalist offers a lineup of American craft wines that are bold, full-bodied, and crafted with as much quality and character as the men they celebrate. Each bottle featuring audacious takes on traditional styles. The Federalist is the perfect companion to anything that you're grilling up tonight. You can use promo code TDF20 to get 20% off your first bottle at uncork.com. Cheers, everyone. To Dine For the Podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. For 115 years, American National has remained committed to helping people and communities make a real difference in their lives. American National supports great local community organizations led by the kind of people you hear about on To Dine For, people who are inspired to make a difference and inspire others in return. American National's philosophy is helping where it's needed helps us all. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write, and the states in which they're licensed, visit AmericanNational.com dine. Before we get to the podcast, I want to share the story of three young women who are carving their own path in the beverage industry. They started a company called Spiritless. Their first product is called Kentucky 74, and it's a non-alcoholic bourbon. You can use it as the base for so many delicious mocktails or drink it by itself on the rocks. What I like to do is go halvesies, meaning you mix it with a foolproof bourbon to lower the ABV in your cocktail. I put a little honey, cinnamon, and an orange slice, and it is truly delicious. If you'd like to enjoy an evening cocktail with no guilt, you can use promo code to dine for to get free shipping. Welcome to To Dine For, the podcast, where we meet the world's most innovative and fascinating minds at their favorite restaurant. On today's episode is Lee Kiefer. You're going to struggle, but the struggle is necessary to reap those benefits that you so desire. Lee Kiefer is one of the most skillful and accomplished women fencers in the world. She started fencing at a young age with her siblings under the guidance of her father, who was a former captain of the Duke fencing team. She then went on to win four consecutive NCAA championships when she fenced at the University of Notre Dame. In 2021, during the Tokyo Olympics, Lee became the first American to ever win the Olympic gold medal for individual foil fencing after not receiving medals in her two previous Olympic Games. Lee now attends medical school at the University of Kentucky with her husband, Garrick Meinhardt, who is a four-time Olympian and a former Notre Dame fencer. Please enjoy my interview with Lee Kiefer. 
Lee. How are you? Hey, Kate. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. This should be fun. Where are you coming in from? Um, I'm at home right now in Lexington, Kentucky. Fantastic. You're in medical school, right? I am. I'm on a little bit of a break right now um, to train, but I'm still a student forever and ever. <laughs> <laughs> I am so fascinated and interested and excited to dive into your career as a fencer. But I'm going to begin this podcast the way I begin all the podcasts, which is by asking your favorite restaurant. If you could take me anywhere in the world to your favorite spot, where would you take me? I am taking you five minutes away from my house. It's a Korean restaurant called Seki K that's hidden in the back of a Asian grocery store. How cool. It's so delicious and casual. Um, and you can get your grocery shopping done while waiting for appetizers. And what do you order when you go there? My favorite is the dakpoki, the spicy rice cakes. I just can't get enough. Okay, so this you're, when you say five minutes from your home, do you mean where is your home? I'm based out of Lexington, Kentucky. So you're telling me your favorite spot is a Korean restaurant in the back of a grocery store, kind of a hidden gem in the middle of Lexington, Kentucky? Exactly. Wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love it. That is so cool. What a great, great spot. Well, you know, for people who follow fencing and who understand how challenging and difficult it is, they most likely have heard your name. But for people who don't, they have not. So first of all, tell me a little bit about how you grew up and how your love of fencing began. Yeah, I am 27 years old and I started fencing at seven. I was thrown into the sport by my father, who's a collegiate fencer. He not only started me, but also my older sister and my younger brother. So the whole family was in fencing because your father was the captain at Duke, correct? Exactly, exactly. So yeah, from a young age, it became a whole family activity of training and fighting and traveling and laughing and crying. Every single emotion and energy level was there. <laughs> so, you know, to be an elite athlete is a complete different psychology to just being good at something. What do you think you learned from your father and being in the midst of your siblings who were all great fencers that made you unique? Consistency is key. I think that's the importance of starting something early, making it part of your routine and not having the option to dip your toes in and take them right back out. We were practicing from seven years old, basically four times a week, two to three hour practices. And that discipline and that expectation to put the hard work in to get better was always there. And that's thanks to my parents. And was there ever a point where you're like, I don't like this anymore. I want to quit. Oh yeah. Like the first day <laughs> <laughs> and for the first three years, hundred percent. It's not fun doing things you aren't good at and you can't expect to start on top. And so I thought the rules were confusing. The positioning, the body movements were awkward. There were so many complicated things. And what kept me 
in it, obviously my parents, that, that dynamic, but also I am a competitor at my core. I hated losing. <laughs> I did not enjoy winning. I just couldn't lose. And that was the first three years of my fencing career. Do all your siblings have that competitive streak or do you feel like that really defines you is that you're just an ultra competitive person? It, it defines me. It also meets the middle child archetype also, but it didn't, it didn't always stay like that. Luckily with staying in the sport longer, more opportunities were opened up. We we're able to travel more, meet friends, just a lot more joy grew out of those initial days. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but there are three common forms of fencing and they are foil, EP, and saper. What drew you to foil over the other two forms? Usually people pick based off what's available in their region and we had a strong foil coach. Okay. And so foil it was, right? Exactly. And you be- you became a foil fencer. Okay. You became also the first American to ever win a gold Olympic medal for individual foil fencing at the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. What was that like? What was that experience like? And just take me there. Yeah. I have trouble trying to describe what it's like. So my first impression is I felt this calmness over me. Like everything felt in slow motion. And now that I'm six months removed, I kind of compare it to finishing a puzzle in a way like that last piece of satisfaction Mm. where then you get to see like this full beautiful picture that you've been working on. But then you can also remember like those parts, like that tedious sky bit where like everything looked the same and you weren't actually having fun. And you're like, why did I start this in the (laughs) beginning? But yeah, there's the beauty of that. And then there's also like what's next feeling too. <laughs> yeah, because it, it, it's so all consuming, the training and getting ready for the Olympics. Who worked with you on the psychology um, when you were heading into the Tokyo Olympics? Was it your dad? Was it a coach to get you ready? I mean, there, it's something very heady about saying, okay, I'm going to compete to be the best in the world. Can you take me through who you talked to or or what you did to get in the right headspace? So definitely a lifelong experience accumulates into that moment. And Mm -hmm. I would say one of the defining elements was my lack of relative success at the previous Olympics, Rio 2016. I had gone into that Olympics with all of these ideas of grandeur being like, this is my time. Like I'm peaking, I'm having success, the World Cup stage, like it's now or never. And I built all this up, which having confidence is important. But then when I lost before I was supposed to lose, I was devastated for months. And there's a rebuilding process of trying to figure out, like, do I want to stay in this sport? And I'm moving on. Was that it for me? And I think that kind of put me on a trajectory to prepare myself mentally for Tokyo. Mm. I was like, I am better. I am stronger. I'm all of those great things I thought I was before Rio, but now I'm also enjoying the process more mm. and I'm more grateful. And I had so much fun in Tokyo, like even with the pandemic. And even if I hadn't gotten that medal of my dreams, like I 
loved it. And I mm. think having a perspective kind of gave me that opportunity to be better and mentally and emotionally stronger. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? It sounds like if, if I'm hearing you correctly, it sounds like had you not gone to Rio, had you not... I don't want to use the word failed because you're at the Olympics. You're not failing in any way. Yeah, I don't like to use you, but I know what you mean. You know what I mean? You had you didn't you didn't do what you set out to do, right? Let's say it that way. And it did feel devastating. Had you not had that experience the way you had it, right? Like maybe if you had come close or but you know, yeah. but the way you had it, it's almost like that kind of awful, awful experience. If you hadn't had that, you would not have gotten to Tokyo and won the way you did. A hundred percent. So much learning and growth was sparked from that moment, which hurts, but it didn't break me. Yes. Yes. And it sounds like when you went into Tokyo, not only were you prepared, but you, uh, you're like, I've been here before and I'm going to enjoy the process. I love how you said that. I was grateful. I'm going to enjoy the process. And maybe those like really great feelings of gratitude and excitement led you to a positive outcome as well. I I think it did. I think that's also the tricky part moving forward is trying to maintain the energy that you found that success in because it's not always going to be up. Like right. sports and life are peaks and troughs and mostly the in-betweens. So kind of now taking that high moment and figuring out what to do with it and how to become even better from there. We'll have more on this conversation in just a minute. But first, thank you to our sponsors. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you're like me, there are times when you want to feel like you're having a fancy cocktail, but you don't actually want the alcohol. So I love Kentucky 74 from Spiritless. It's a distilled, non-alcoholic spirit for your favorite bourbon cocktails, but with just 15 calories per serving and none of the guilt. You can pre-order your bottle today at spiritless.com. Use the promo code to dine for to get free shipping. To Dine For the podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. There's a funny thing about most insurance commercials, whether they feature lizards or birds or funny cartoon characters. It seems like they want you to think about anything but insurance. American National, on the other hand, has real local agents who get to know you so they can help you reach better decisions about your insurance to make sure you're protecting what matters most to you. American National agents are part of your community. They're your neighbors. 
So whether it's solutions for your home, your small business, your farm, or your life, you can count on your local American national agent to make sure you get the discounts you deserve and the protection you need without paying for extras you don't. With American National, you get an ally, not just a web page. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write in the states in which they're licensed, visit AmericanNational.com dine. Grilling season is here, and you may be looking for the perfect wine pairing for your delicious summer cooking. The Federalist offers a lineup of American craft wines that are bold, full-bodied, and crafted with as much quality and character as the men they celebrate. Each bottle featuring audacious takes on traditional styles. The Federalist is the perfect companion to anything that you're grilling up tonight. You can use promo code TDF20 to get 20% off your first bottle at uncork.com. Cheers, everyone. Now back to our conversation. I think it's really interesting. Your husband, Garrick, is also an Olympic fencer. He's amazing as well. He was one of your teammates at Notre Dame. And now both of you attend medical school at the University of Kentucky. How important has it been to have your husband with you through the journey and having this experience right alongside your best friend? Oh, man, I'm I'm spoiled at minimum. But we essentially started dating around the time of the 2012 London Olympics. So we have been there through all of our growth, all of our education, this whole wild, wild wind of a process. But now, so we used to be the youngest people on the team. And now we're the oldest. And the wisest. Now having that support is even more critical to keep remembering why we do what we do, why we love it, Mm -hmm. and to like encourage the evolution like of our minds, psychology, and you know, when our bodies aren't working like they used to, like (laughs) bringing each other up from that too. Yeah. What is next for both of you? Will you continue to compete? at the Olympic level and and are you comfortable sharing what's next? Yeah, we, right after Tokyo, like a lot of other athletes, you just feel happy like the whole season. And then you need you, a moment, you need a you moment need to a relax. Moment. Yeah, you need a moment. And then for me, it was panic. I'm sure a lot of people have that like, oh my gosh, my life's work, like it's over, I'm done, this chapter's ended. And I felt, so confused because I was like, I'm still young. I'm still on top of my game and enjoying this. Like, why do I have to retire? And the reasons to retire are because I'm in med school and that's really hard. And I need to be able to give myself fully to that. Sure. (laughs) So good reasons. (laughs) But after that moment of being paralyzed with fear, (laughs) we're like, let's just talk to people. Let's ask what's possible. Let's ask for help, get creative. And we went to the University of Kentucky administrators and we presented our very strange situation. And we decided that if we take a little bit time off of school to try to train for Paris and we resume at a certain point that we would be able to have more continuity and focus in both. And they were like, okay, wow. we want to support you. And we were shocked and so excited. <laughs> so, you're, so you are taking some time off of medical school to train for the Paris Olympics while also working towards getting medical degrees, both you and your husband. 
Yes. So wow. I was a little bit ahead of Derek in school and we will join our paths in a few years. <laughs> that is incredible. What kind of doctor do you want to be? Oof, not a hundred percent sure, but I really love women's health right now. That's awesome. You are a member of team milk. Can you explain that and how important is milk to your overall training and coordinating? Yeah, I was a milk athlete at the Olympics and I honestly grew up drinking milk um, because my parents are physicians at a young age. Nutrition was emphasized, especially having bone health and thinking of that longevity like after we're done with sports. So even without being on team milk, I drank like a gallon per week and <laughs> it's just been part of my routine forever. You are obviously an avid traveler because you've traveled to three Olympic games. You've been to countless number of tournaments. Talk to me about your tips and tricks for traveling and for, you know, just avoiding the fatigue that comes with all that travel. Definitely. I've had my fair share of adventures, but I would say to prepare yourself, it's good to make lists, like know what you want to pack, try to eliminate the stress from the beginning, especially if you're a frequent traveler. And once it happens, I would say be adaptable. You go into mindset, like vacation, tournament, everything, like expecting like this is going to be smooth sailing, smooth sailing, such a fun adventure. But I would say like through the food poisoning I've experienced, lost bags, (laughs) um, missing flights, almost missing tournaments, just take it and take a deep breath and keep moving. (laughs) Adaptability is a good skill to strengthen no matter who you are, if you're an Olympic fencer or not, isn't it? Um, When you look back over your career, what is the one thing you think you've had to overcome? I think the challenge of handling the stress of school with training has always been very hard for me. I always feel like I'm not doing enough. Mm. Like I'm not training well enough, not putting enough time. And I'm also sacrificing studying. And so then I beat myself up and that's like caused, you know, anxiety and all I do these know. Yes. emotions. Yes, I do know. <laughs> I think you're, it's, you're a very humble person because you're an incredible role model. I mean, not only are you a Olympic gold medal winner, but you're also a, a scholar and a student and you're in medical school and you're juggling a lot of balls. What advice would you give to a young fencer who's excited about the sport and uh, looking forward to a great career? What, would, what advice would you give them? So I would tell them it's not going to be easy and to be kind to themselves because you're going to struggle, but the struggle is necessary to reap those benefits that you so desire. And just that everyone's journey is unique because a lot of people will have role models. And yes, it's good to see like how they've done it, what they want to do, but don't put yourself in a box or beat yourself up if it's not the same for you because you can do great things and you can do greater things that I've done in different ways. And I just want the younger kids to have like healthy outlook because Mm -hmm. I know that they're getting the pressure also. Mm -hmm. What does your dad think of all your success? Um, what does he think? 
I'm pretty sure he lives vicariously through <laughs> my life. I was like, he's got to be proud. My gosh. How many, how many fathers have a gold medal winner in fencing and he's the one who got you into the sport, right? Yes. He, he loves it. it. But it also, he feels everything I feel too. So it's a little torturous at times. Uh, I see. So you're saying there's more to that question. You're saying that in addition to the pride that he feels... Does he feel a sense of obligation for the stress that he's probably put you under for many, many years? I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure he's always like proud when I give him all this credit for my success, but I'm sure he also has regrets of being very hard on all of us too. Yeah. It's a learning process. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting what brings someone to become an elite athlete and it's a mixture of them wanting to do it and then some outside pressure as well often and it sounds like you had both you know you have an incredible career ahead of you in a way that many people their entire world is athletics and then when that ends they're, they're what's next you have you're you're immediately going to jump from one very difficult undertaking to another very difficult undertaking. But it sounds like that's what's in your DNA is to tackle hard things. And that's a beautiful thing. You know, that kind of grit that you have. It is. I am always surrounded by people who, no matter what they're doing, they just load up their plates, like whether they're, you know, doing sports and school or just school or just sports, everyone finds ways to create new challenges for themselves. And that pushes me to want more also. <laughs> um, this is kind of a strange question, but do you have any hobbies outside of fencing or what do you like to do when you have that rare moment to just relax other than going to your favorite Korean restaurant? <laughs> oh, man. We, every work in personal life is all mixed together. I would say our goals now are to try to travel to visit our nieces and nephews. Um, all under the age of four, we have three oh, now. So family, family is most important. That's amazing. Well, Lee, I really appreciate you taking this time to share a little bit of your journey and your success and a little bit of your psychology with us on To Dine For The Podcast. It's been wonderful getting to know you. Thank you so much, Lee. So nice meeting you. Thanks, Kate. Thanks for listening to To Dine For The Podcast. For more information on the show, the guests, and the podcast, head to todinefortv.com. You can find us on Instagram at todinefortv and Facebook at To Dine For With Kate Sullivan. Thanks to the sponsors of To Dine For The Podcast, American National, Spiritless, and Terlato Wine Group. Special thank you to producer and sound editor John Golmer. To the loyal followers of this program, cheers, stay hungry, and stay inspired. I'll see you back at the table soon. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.